up, everybody? We are back for a second episode of the Bearded Vinyl Podcast, which means we didn't suck too bad the first time because it didn't kick us off completely. Um, with Freddie Oka, as always, I'm Brandon Finley. Freddie, what's going on, man? What is happening? Tell us what's going on in your life, man. What's going on? Tell us something important coming up. Something important. Well, today I had to make sure everything was taken care of before I left. We're going to the Keys for seven, eight days now. And uh, today was like trying to cram everything in one day to make sure nothing while you're gone goes wrong, which I'm sure I'll still get phone calls and emails. So it is what it is. But uh, that was pretty much it. Then I had to rush home. Then I forgot today was, was my son's uh, open opening uh, open house <laughs> for school. I'm at the drive through waiting to get food. It's because it's uh, our stepdaughter's birthday on the 12th and we'll be gone. So we're trying to get stuff for that ready, too. That had soccer session that got canceled. So I had like three things scheduled at 630 that I couldn't make any of them. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Freddie's son shows up for open house and he comes to me. He's like, hey, uh, coach, can you uh, – Help me. My dad's a deadbeat. He couldn't come to open house with me. And uh, I was like, you know, son, not all men are fathers. Some kids are dads. Some kids have dads and other ones have fathers. Unfortunately, you weren't blessed. But I'm always here for you. If you need to call me dad, you know, I'm here for you. Uh, but you're so nonchalant about your vacation coming up. You know, for about the last month, you've been going, hey, Brandon, guess what? I'm like, what? In a, in a month, I'm going to the Keys. Three weeks. Hey, Brandon, guess what? In three weeks, I'm going to the Keys. It's like he's got this countdown on his phone that's going to explode at midnight tomorrow. Yeah, I, yeah, this has been – and the way I – I mean, I'm sure you know. You, I mean, you get like a certain amount of days. But I never take them. I've called in two days in seven years at my job, and I take like five days out of the 20 days that I'm allotted to take off because I'm just – it's it's pretty lenient. I can take off days during the week and then work on the weekend or whatever I need to do, but I just don't require to take that many days off in a row. So, and then when the COVID thing hit, we were all ready to go in March and they just shut down the keys completely. So my kids are missing the first week of school. And we don't care. I, I just don't care. They're it getting, just they goes make, back to that deadbeat father thing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'll get a letter from the high school saying, Hey, you have this amount of days missed. Uh, you can go to jail. And I'll be like, look, my kids make straight A's. <laughs> There's nothing that I'm concerned about them failing. No, I, I get it, man. But, so what are you looking forward to doing most in the Keys? Well, we're going to go to uh, – on Wednesday, we booked a trip to the Dry Tortugas. I don't know if you guys have been down there, but when you go to the Keys, you have to have a lot of money. <laughs> so I normally don't have a lot of money uh, to do that, and uh, we have seven people in our family. So $200 a pop to go to the Dry Tortugas while you're already in the Keys spending money. That's one of the, the highlights that we're going to go down there for that. It's a national park, and it's been on my bucket list for a long time. So if you guys don't don't know what that is, take a look at it on the, uh, on the web there and Google it, and you'll see how fantastic it looks. And we're really excited about going. So, But, but let's tell the truth. You're going oh. on vacation. Yeah. And what else I, are you going to do? I don't go deep sea fishing. Um, I can't handle the – the, the seasickness on the, and I can handle the channels. We go fishing there. We stay, we'll f- fish a lot. Uh, don't get me wrong, but I have a plan. Um, when they go out <laughs> deep sea fishing, I'm going to be picking up and down the keys. If there's stuff there, if not, I'll be, uh, in Miami homes, homestead area, picking 
for uh, you and I to have a lot for Saturday's show, next Saturday's show. And did you plan your vacation around picking vinyl records? Um, no, I did not. But I could have. <laughs> I I could have. I thought about it today. I was driving home. I was like, oh, you know, we could stop over here in West Palm. We could stop here in Wellington. There's about four or five big areas there before you get down to Miami where you can pop in. But I just know that's probably not the best idea to do going down there. Um, when your wife's been wanting to go and you got your kid there and uh, I can see that not going well. Now I can see maybe going all the way back might be a little better, but I can get back to our show for Saturday. So it'll be, it'll be definitely a solo act um, picking um, over the next six, seven days. And now I'm sure I'll find some stuff down there because we're going to, we're going to search high and low up and down the two lane road to the keys. Well, I think that kind of goes for anybody who's into vinyl it almost becomes a part of your life and sometimes too much. Sometimes, you know, you plan these things and here you are, you're on vacation and you have a lot of time to go find vinyl records rather than spend time with family. <laughs> exactly. And- like when you went, you would call me. All right. Jennifer and the kids are taking a nap. I have two hours and then you're on the phone with me. Oh man, I'm over two hours now. I got to hurry back. I'm going to get in trouble. So <laughs> you were on a schedule, but you were on a schedule where you could do, do that. You know, when they're taking naps, you get, you have a toddler, so you could take advantage of those, that little time frame you had. And it's so bad too, because when you're in a new area and you don't exactly know it, you can go 30 minutes down the road and think that you're only 30 minutes from the place when you go, you know, 15 minutes east or west, but what happens is instead of being 30 minutes from the place, you're over an hour. So you're because you don't know the area as well as you do your home grounds, you've all of a sudden added an extra hour to your trip driving back. So where that two hours turns into three hours, it can be something that gets you into trouble. Luckily I was able to bring enough good vinyl back that, you know, and, and take my wife out to a good dinner. <laughs> I was out of trouble for the rest of vacation, but well, yeah, it's it, a sticky situation. And also, you know, like you, you, we, we were talking the other night. Oh, it's only a, an hour and 45 minute drive. Right. It's an hour and 45 to get there. Right. And once you get there, you're probably going to be there for 30 minutes to an hour. So it's actually a two hour and 45 minute trip to get there. And then back is another two hours. So it's really five hours if you're talking about a two hour trip because you got to look too. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's a full-time job to do this. And and that's something that people probably don't understand about people who are going out and picking and finding records is, you know, not only do a lot of us do our real job, but then you're committing all this time to this as well. And, and it adds up that, two, like you said, that two hour, 45 minute drive plus the hour, you know, there. Plus if you, if you're doing a three hour trip, on a drive you're turning us you know what a three-hour drive is into a full day so it can get definitely time consuming yeah and you know like you and i'll both look at it this guy will have three or four records okay is it worth the hour and a half drive three hours total drive depends on the record right it depends on the record which i go back to now uh the record that i got for chris reibel was the blue blue note the third pressing of the coltrane that was most definitely worth the hour and a half drive, but there's not many of those drives that are worth it to get four records, unless it's something like that, like a grail. Yeah, and, and vice versa. There's a lot of times where 
you are in that trip and you drive three hours and you're going there for, you know, what is an estate sale and you get to the store and realize you're walking into a massage parlor that has a rack of records set up that they call an estate sale. And they have four overpriced Kiss albums that are, you know, G plus on the wall. And you've just drove three hours to get nothing. And, and, that, then, that is <laughs> and then and then when you're three hours out, then you're scrambling like, okay, what's around here? So we can go, go here, go here, go here, all the way back. You're uh, yeah. literally <laughs> searching. Make sure that it's absolutely not a wasted trip. And then you're just texting random people like, hey, oh, I see that you have this record and nothing ever lines up. So it's just one of those things where, you know, you're pissed for lack of a better word. You're like, I just took, you know, a good six, seven hours away from your family, you know, or, or doing what you want to do, you know, which whether that's spend time with your family or whatever, but you know, those, those happen more so than people would like to know those kind of trips happen. Far too often, yeah. I, w- yeah, I would often. say more times than not, if we get a lot of about 200 records, I would say probably 40 of them, are the ones that we really are interested in and the rest of them are probably commons and not to say that they're not good records but you know the aussies and the 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 metal stuff or you know sometimes you come across an r&b selection of 20 or 30 records which is rare i mean that's just stuff that that you know is, is people are interested in people want it but you come across more of the jethro tolls and nothing against jethro tolls and you know, Rod Stewart's and all that, but you just find a lot of more common stuff, but you find 30 or 40 in that lot. That's a good pick. Oh yeah. And then a lot of times you get people texting you like, Hey uh, man, I heard you're in the record. <laughs> yeah, sure. Absolutely. I just picked up a bunch of them for you. Oh, awesome. What do you have? Um, some Lawrence Welk and you know, some Nashville string band, Jim neighbors. Like, yeah, exactly. They're like, I bought them because I wanted to get them to give to you. And you're like, oh, and then you almost feel bad. It's like, well, I need to give this some person some kind of cash because they thought I just bought records. But and then they turn around and tell you they spent 50 bucks on Andy Williams. <laughs> and you're just like, what do you do? It's like, well, sorry for your luck. Next time, text me first. <laughs> like, why are you? And, and you're that? a little bit nicer than I am. I'm a little more blunt with them. I'm like. I'm just not a player in this this lot here, man. I apologize for wasting your time, and you. I've seen you do it. You know, I, I've done it a couple times too. Like, hey, I'll just take these couple records. And I'll give you twenty bucks for them or whatever, just because, you know, the time and the effort that that we put in plus the effort they put in. You know, we don't want to be pricks about it going to someone's house. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So no record trips on the way there. You say. I'm gonna take bets on that one. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bet you a twenty dollar record that before you get to your destination, that you stop somewhere. You know, I was planning to stop somewhere for lunchtime, so maybe it'll be a uh, there may be a record store <laughs> next to some place we go to lunch. Oh, you know, I may throw that in there. My wife knows though. She's I, I don't I don't have to be sneaky about it. She knows. She absolutely knows when. If uh, there's a record store, I'm going to try to find somewhere close where we can eat. So it's no secret. My wife, did, my wife today, you know, she sends me this text and, you know, it's, I've been working hard this week. I had a couple of open houses and, you know, and I'm, I'm back to working, you know, a full-time job plus doing the record thing, which, you know, like we say is almost a full-time job. So 
you know, and plus coaching soccer, you know, that takes some time to, you know, which we've had our, our sports affected by COVID recently, but either way it's been, you know, kind of a stressful, busy, nonstop week. We did our show on Wednesday and my wife texts me today and she goes, I miss you, which, you know, like, you know, she hasn't seen me a lot this week. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I miss, I miss you too. I was like, we need to go on a date sometime soon. You know, we don't go on a lot of dates because Tyson is too. And, you know, we don't have a lot of babysitting options and things like that. So we, we do a lot of stuff with the family and, and not a lot of stuff alone. And so we're talking back and forth. And I was like, yeah, I would really like to go on like a day date with you and like go to some record stores. <laughs> and, and, you're, and, you're, <laughs> and you're in a different little situation because my wife and I like to pick together. And as you know, she... She did a pick the other day for me, and uh, man, oh man, she's she's learned you know the ropes of it, and uh, I thought she did pretty good. She actually likes two or three picks now. She's done real well on, and, and just by, I mean, going to the mall, you know, and finding sales. She, she's going to go to the mall because that's what she does. But you know, I say, hey, if you go there, you know, check this out and see, and then she just finds stuff that, you know, that we can. It'll be good for the show. And I think a little bit of it has to do with the age of our children. You know, your children are, are – your youngest children are the age of my oldest child. So because of that, I think it allows for you and your wife to have more of a uh, a, a relationship outside of your children, whereas a lot of our energy at this time in our life is, is devoted into the two-year-old. Right. You know, but you've been there, and everybody – And it, it is weird, too, because when we got married – um, we moved out to McClinney. Well, she moved out to, I'm sorry, Glen St. Mary, where I'm at. I had the house already here, but, uh, she was redesigning the house. She's like, Hey, let's go here and find this antique furniture. So she was already picking way before me. I didn't even go to flea markets. And now she's really the one that got me into flea markets and looking for stuff. And now it's like, let's go. I'm like, okay, let's go. I'm, I'm all about it, man. It's funny on the flea market thing, and, and this makes me sound like such a horrible person. Well, you are. You are. Or, or you, are you are. Uh, well, I guess it's true, but regardless of my evil or not, you know, when I was a kid, I was a kid that went to the flea market maybe once or twice in my life. I just never grew up around it. So when we started hunting for records, you know, flea markets, you know, are a place where a lot of people buy vinyl records, you know, and they have people set up there and in different ways that you can get them. Well, I only had recollections of the flea market as kids. And a lot of what you see as a kid at the flea market has a pretty distinct impact upon your mind. I mean, you see a 450 pound man with a, a size one X shirt on with his belly sticking out, hair surrounding his button and flies walking around. In flip oh my. And, oh you know, my. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of thing you see at the flea market or, you know, a woman smiles at you with two teeth. <laughs> well, it, it, you know, it's funny, too, because I, 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 I forgot about this, but I've told you this, too. My granddad, um, who has passed away in 96, but I used to go to the flea market with him, and he would sell uh, Western novels and honey. He was in, the, like, a union for the honey, for bees, a beekeeper. So I was around the flea market, so, I, I, you know, I never even thought twice about it, you know, being a little bit, you know, a little bit earthy and uh i don't know it just never really bothered me you know because sometimes you can find those gems that you never thought you could find like anywhere except in a store 
So. Oh, and absolutely. It's, it's something now, you know, that I've got used to it is, man, when do I have the time to go? Because I might find something great. And, you know, and then you might strike out, you know, like I've been to this same one three times in a row now and I pay my dollar to get in. And that's literally the only dollar I spend there because I text you afterwards. I'm like, if I go here again, just tell me, (laughs) just tell me no. But yet I keep getting sucked in the trap. It's, it's like a force field. Yeah, I know. I know. It's like when we go back to Gainesville, let's go by Waldo, man. Let's go. I'm, man, I'm ready to go home, dude. I don't even want to go in there. Come on, man. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. No, I'm going home. <laughs> you're younger than me. You got more energy. I think you're I think you're definitely more likely to drive pl- by a place that we may find something than yeah. I am. If I can squeeze five minutes in, now I'll put myself on a timer, and I've done it. <laughs> this is funny too. My son and I were going to Disney World um, right before we were shut down with COVID, and we were driving by there. And I said, "Do me a favor." I said, "Let's stop." He's like, "Come on, Dad." I'm like, "All right, I'll do you a favor. I'm going to set my clock for ten minutes, and when the alarm goes off, we'll leave right then, no questions asked." So he's like, okay. So we stopped. I put my alarm on 10 minutes. I paused it after three minutes. <laughs> and then we stayed there for 17. <laughs> he had no clue. No he's clue. Like, yeah, that's the, this is the longest 10 minutes ever. But, you know, I mean, sometimes, you know, a little parent trickery is not the worst thing in the world, right? <laughs> uh, I've done it many times. I remember we were. In a soccer match, and we were getting the break speed off of it. Was like a U, it was a U six three v three tournament, not tournament, just a game. And I literally, I was refing the game and coaching at the same time, and we were getting beat like nineteen to one, like in the first twenty minutes. And I so the games are forty minutes. I shaved like fifteen minutes off the second half. I was like, all right, game's over. I just called it. I couldn't take it anymore. We were just that untalented. <laughs> <laughs> it was, my kids weren't even playing at the time. Uh, I was just volunteer coaching and we just took a hammering and I shaved time off and they had no clue. So I was happy about that. <laughs> so you only lost 27. <laughs> yeah. Only 27 to one, which is like 150 <laughs> to zero in football. So, so getting back to, you know, you mentioned the difference in our wives and vinyl and, and things like that. I mean, what is your wife's general reaction to your love of vinyl? Oh, so, she knows because I, <laughs> oh, she, she knows. knows well, okay, so I, I growing up, I would be the one. I was the one having the house parties, like when my parents go out of town, like the weekend. So I would take these cardboard boxes and put the cardboard over the glass so nothing gets broke, you know. And I always had, I, I had hundreds. So you look like a drug house. I'm, I'm so, our, and you know, the house I grew up in Avondale is like a thousand square feet, and we had half the high school there. So you really put like yes, a drug we had half the high school there, right? <laughs> half the high school's there. I have over 300 tapes. I have over a thousand CDs. So I was always the one with music. So Jennifer, when we met, I had four iPods and they were slammed full of music. She already knew. She already <laughs> knew going in that it was just going to be that way. She knew I used to DJ. I used to do weddings and parties and and uh, sometimes other events, but she just knew. And when I got into vinyl, it was over with because it was a mass, mass amounts of mail coming in. And it was every week. And I had to, like, almost hide it. And I had, you know, it was crazy. It was honestly crazy. I had, like, five or six boxes coming sometimes per day. And it was because I stuff that I had on CDs and tapes. I didn't have it on vinyl. And 
And you, as you know, that Jodeci stuff is not cheap. It is not. It is not cheap at all. And, and, and my wife's funny is, you know, before I came back home because of COVID to teach, and now that I'm going back, my wife has to get texts from me every day at certain times, go check the mail or go check the porch to make sure that there's not a box there. And, and a lot of mine doesn't come in boxes anymore. I don't, I don't buy a lot online, but when I say I don't buy a lot online now, I mean, I only get five or six right. a week as opposed to 50 or 60, you know, <laughs> it just changes a little bit. Well, right. Um, right. When mine was because I was collecting, you know, I, I, I just started, we just started doing the auctions like six months ago. So that, that has changed dramatically as far as the mail. I mean, I still get, you know, package in the mail, but it's not for my auctions or your auctions. It's for, it's for me, you know, now it, that's the way it's right. always. Now the picks are for auctions, unless I find something that, you know, I want or something that you want. And that happens, that happens actually more than you, more than you think guys, more than you think. Yeah. It does. It does. I think almost every time we go, there's usually one or two every time. You know, out of, out of the 100 or 200, there's usually probably one or two. Now, you're worse than me because you're like, everything you see, you're like a kid in the candy store. Or you're like a baby, like crying over her lost baby dog. Mm-hmm. You know? and, it, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> and, it, and it's because, you know, I like I like punk. I like rock and roll. I like R&B. I like rap. I like I like some some of the metal, like metal. I don't know if that's considered metal, but I like Metallica and ACD. But, you know, I, I really like almost every genre. And there's certain bands that I just have to have. And uh, well, it's like you always say: there's good music and there's bad music, and you like both. <laughs> well, I don't like Portugal Man, so that could be categorized as terrible. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, you you do you are not quite as picky as I am. I mean, it's a lot of times, the things like the police will come and go through my hands. I don't have to have it in my collection. I know I'm going to see 55 more of them in the next, you know, three months. If I get one that that bad is common, you know, I don't keep a Jethro Tull laying around. I know if I want to hear it bad enough, it's going to come back around or I can go to any, you know, five and dime anywhere and pick one up. But you, you do, you have a lot of the, the easier to find things in your collection. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would be willing to guess you probably have a Cindy Lauper. In your I have two somewhere. Cindy Loppers actually. <laughs> well, it's just, if, for example, at the record show, you, sometimes you just got to sheep up <laughs> at the record show. You had a Ramones album and you were going to you were going to uh, put on the auction. I was mad. I was like, bro, I want that Ramones <laughs> record. Well, I want it for the auction. Yeah, but it's something I want for me, not for not to make money off of something. You know, I, I really I generally wanted it in my collection. It's it's here. Brandon, Brandon realized it was important to me. So and he knows that that. You know, I actually pulled him over there because of Jack Johnson. He lit up like a little kid and went over there and then forgot he actually had that album and still bought it. So I just think it was funny <laughs> that he just loves Jack Johnson and got a duplicate copy and then didn't even realize he had two copies of it. And that's the same thing with Dark Side of the Moon. I don't know how many I've bought. <laughs> it's a lot. I can't look at it and not buy it. I mean, as long as it's not, yeah, you know, Freddie, sometimes I think you're doing the show from a blender. <laughs> I just I just took a drink. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I can't I can't pass them up, man. There's certain albums that no matter what, I'm going to well, grab yeah. and as, as long as it's not well, crazy, you know, and you know, anytime I see that purple translucent synchronicity, it's getting bought, dude. It's getting bought. It's gonna go over the auction. 
I have a copy of it, but I love it. And I think it, I just think it brings an element. Like a lot of people don't know about the, the purple translucent. Like I didn't even know I had it that one night when we dropped it on air on the auction. <laughs> like we literally dropped it on the floor. So, and it's, and it's got, <laughs> and the cool thing about that album, it's got 150 different versions of the cover. Um, on it so it's it's you never get this one including it yeah one including a boot yep one including the nip slip but you you know when you get the that record you have to be very precise on what you find because it's always different it, it could either be the brown one it could be the purple one it could be the different covers there's like i mean there's so many variations it's so cool and i didn't even know there were that many different colored nipples <laughs> <laughs> oh man here we go so I mean that's new. That's new to me. So, well, I mean, so your wife has always been on board with the vinyl, and it's funny. My wife, I, I think I've told this story before, but you know, she's one half of the reason that I got back into it because I would have never reached out myself to do it. But you know, lo and behold, she was the one that got me a record player, and you know, bless her heart, you know, she doesn't know much about them either, and she got me a bunch of records, and you know, even if it was you know, one of those box record players, I was going to go buy a bunch of records after I got it because that's just the way I was. And for the first month and a half when I'm going from five to 80 records in my collection, she's just like, is this ever going to stop? Negative, and negative. Then, and then when I found a way to support the habit of buying records by, you know, selling some records as well, and it was before I even auctioned, I sold, um, you know, when I started to find duplicates, I'd sell. And when I found a way to support it, she's like, okay, well, you know, as long as you're breaking even on it and it's not coming from all our money, then we're okay. <laughs> well, well, now she's switched her office to upstairs in the bedroom and she's given me a whole room dedicated to it. So it's funny how things change. It's really funny how things change. And, and, when, and but, when you say your wife is okay with it, that's not all necessarily true because – you know what my dining room looks like. Oh, your wife has to be okay with it. Uh, she no, well, she's not okay with that. That's why we've talked about converting that garage um, and insulating and everything. Because it's, I'm not okay with it either. But it is what it is right now, and uh, you know, it's doing, it's let, allowing us to do things, you know, around the house that we're not able to do usually. So, and I think that's the same for my wife. Is I think that's how I inherited the record room. I mean. We had records in her office. We had records in the bedroom. We had records in the dining room. We had records, you know, in the living room. Heck, on certain days, there were probably records in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, sometimes I had to get some grading done, and I didn't have much time. So we had a multitask. So, you know, sorry if I sold anybody one of those records. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I'm just kidding. But completely, you know, there were records everywhere. So, you know, consolidating it into one room was a big step for us and i think you know she gave up a lot but in the same sense it helped us as far as functionality and you know we still have records up in the bedroom and, and things like that it's just now it's consolidated to the records that we listen to rather than the records that have been graded and the records that are getting ready to ship and the records that are needing to be graded right yeah. <laughs> you know you know how it adds up and and then also on the on the vinyl records you know I just said, you know, didn't I? There we go. We're, we've always worked on that. I'm not saying you know so much. So you guys bear with us. Um, that was three times right there. You knew it was going to happen. <laughs> you know, you knew. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 
we talked about this before about there's so much music out there. There's no possible way that you can hear everything and like everything. But when you come across something that's new and it's probably been out for five years, it's new to you. And you're like, Oh my goodness. I cannot believe they have this on vinyl. And then when you find it, it's like discovering a brand new, it's like almost having a new, a, a new toy, you know, a new car. And, uh, and that's happened quite a bit really um, in the past three or four months. And I told you about Ashley sending me that, that uh, rap album. She's at atmosphere collectibles up in Indiana. She sent me the boogie monsters. I've never heard of this rap album. And I consider myself a humongous R&B fan and rap fan. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, my goodness, man. Why have I never heard this album before? And it's the same thing when you when you find new music. It's just, I don't know, just it's almost like you're being born again hearing a new song that you've never heard before. Yeah. I understand. You. I need this so the clock on my block on a hot summer day. Asiatic dragonflies passing by my way. Just the Africa for Oriental eyes. Every day rose from the earth, getting darker in the sun. Quick on my paper, flexing round sugar with a smile. Sun shower, sweeping leaves, love flower by the dial. Peace be in focus, do the love is the vibe. Cooling in the park after dark with the tribe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you can't get behind that, I don't know what is wrong with you. Boogie Monsters. Man. Check them out, fellas. Boogie, Check them out, young ladies. Boogie oh, monsters. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's free publicity. 45 people probably just went and bought that record. And right? you knew what I was doing when that music was playing, right? Tell us. Bobbing my head. Bobbing my head. <laughs> well, we kind of alluded to this earlier. Not all picks are good picks. Net. Tell us about some bad picks, Fred. Oh, my goodness. This girl had, <laughs> she had an OG Nirvana Nevermind. And where she lived at, the phone service was real shaky. It was about an hour, 20 minutes. And it ended up being about an hour and 45 minutes because I had the wrong address in on the GPS. I was the wrong way. I get to this gas station, and I have no phone service, Brandon. So I'm trying to get to her, and I'm like, I had to drive like five miles the other way to get phone service to call her to meet her at this gas station that had no phone service. It was like, okay, why can't we meet somewhere else where there's phone service? But it didn't happen that way. She comes up. She has uh, Abbey Road. She has Nevermind. And it is OG. Um, and she had a couple of albums. And I was like, okay. I'm all excited. Pull the record out. And what do you know? It looks like a Frisbee has been. It looks like a dog gnawed on it is what it looked like. And I was furious. I was like, I said, you know, I like these records. But I don't like the condition of them. I don't know what happened here. But. I can't take any of these records because I came out here for the Nevermind and it was just atrocious. If I tell you, it looked like crayons had gone across it, but there were deep scratches in it. So you knew it couldn't be played. And she's like, well, these are good records. I'm like, they're good titles, but they're not good records. And it was pretty much left at that like that. I mean, that's how it left. I just was mad. I told her, I'm sorry. She won't waste her time. And she screeched off like the Eminem when he's doing donuts in the parking lot, pretty much. 
And those are a dime a dozen. They happen all the time. I mean, I've ran into – I've wasted more time on record hunts this week than I have found records. I mean, I told you about this earlier in the week. I get off work. I've been working on a Pink Floyd wall promo. I drive to Gainesville, which is about an hour away. <laughs> and the lady says she'll meet me there at a certain time. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, I y'all. I'm there. laughing because I've already heard this story, and I was on the phone when it happened, so I'm laughing with him. I'm not laughing at him. <laughs> so, so I get there, and she says, I'm running a little late. I said, okay, that's fine. I'll just walk in Walmart and – you know, kill a little bit of time. 20 minutes later, she texts me. Hi, I'm about 25 minutes away. You live in the city. How are you 25 minutes away? You're 25 minutes away from your city. Well, her profile picture had came up until this point. So all of a sudden her profile picture starts showing. I look at her. She looks like she's one method away from losing her fourth tooth. I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry. If you're going to be 25 more minutes, I can't wait any longer. I've already spent a good two hours waiting once I've done my drive, which I told you about before I left. Mm -hmm. And so you had an hour to get there as well. And you live in the city. So we're at two hours. So, I mean, it made me think this lady's doing drugs and she's just waiting, you know, wasting her time. So I go to leave. And I get a message. In fact, I get like six of them. Don't leave. I've pretty much relied on your money from these records to get home. I'm like, lady, if you were relying on my money, Mm -hmm. you probably should have been on time. (laughs) I didn't say that to her, but I thought it. And I didn't wait. I didn't have the pity because my time's valuable just as much as anybody else. And to keep me waiting for, you know, an hour – and then still, still tell me you're far away. I, I didn't know if she'd be there in 25 minutes. <laughs> and I didn't know if the records were even stolen. You know, I, do I want to buy stolen records? No, I don't. I want to buy the records of people who actually still, own them. And it's still got the anti-theft. Uh, yeah. Exactly. It's got the anti-theft sticker on it. I don't want to get inked. <laughs> yeah. I think, honestly, the, the worst picks we ever go on are when we we find these stack of albums and we go to pull them apart and they're stuck together and it just pulls <laughs> yeah. off the the front cover like it's i mean bubblegum it's just whoosh. and so of course you can't you can't do anything with those records you just have to find another cover for it which we've done but it's a lot harder to find the cover than it is the record to me <laughs> or when you drive two and a half hours away and you get to the home of someone's dad who is now possessing their records because they moved across country and you're getting swarmed away by the mosquito infestation. Oh God, that was bad. As it begins to rain, you're like, you know what? I'll just take them all. You don't even look at them. (laughs) And then you get back and they're leaning up against your door and you open the door and they all fall out. (laughs) I remember that. You get inside and you start to look at them and you're like, Way too scratched, way too scratched, trash, trash. And then all of a sudden your trash bin is way larger than the bin you just bought. And you spent $200 on taking out. But what are we building, Brandon? We're building memories. That's what we're building. 
<laughs> yeah. we're, we're building a trash pile that's what we yeah. were that's going to the goodwill my friend um and you know like the other thing is too that uh kathy harris you know she sends us texts hey i'm in texas right now we're going to record stores is there anything that you're looking for in particular and that's that is awesome that we have i mean that's just one person that we can name i have you know we probably have six to ten people that are actually when they go somewhere, they're looking for records and they're looking for us. And that is, I don't know what kind of character that makes us out to be, but that is awesome that we have people that would do that for us, <laughs> you know, knowing that we're maniacs when it comes to the vinyl records. Yeah. I mean, I had somebody hit me up today um, on Facebook. Hey, aren't you that guy? Or they knew who I was. I went to high school with them. It was like, Hey, weren't you my buddy that was looking for records? Yeah. What do you got? Again, it's one of the Lawrence Welk stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I appreciate you thinking about me, but, <laughs> you know, uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> and you know what I think of when I think of Lawrence Welk, don't you? I don't. You, the Saturday Night Live. Oh, kid. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's all I can ever equate Lawrence Welk to is the three sisters. <laughs> and, and Lord, that's good. If you haven't seen it, it's good. It's good. <laughs> Um, so we, I mean, we've talked about bad picks. I mean, there's obviously good picks that go on it. I hope that on your vacation, you don't have any bad picks. I hope that we get to argue when you get back <laughs> over who keeps what, which is something that seems to happen a lot. Too. Well, and we sometimes uh, we haven't talked about this yet, but we split all of our stuff. So we're, if Brandon's really impatient, I'll just let you guys know, really impatient. So if we make a stop to go to the bathroom or wherever, he, I'll go to the bathroom. He's in the trunk looking through stuff already. He can't wait. He can't wait to get to look through that stuff. So eventually we get to the house and we're doing like a snake draft. So, all right, I get one, you get two. I get two, you get one. We're doing that back and forth. And sometimes it's ugly, guys. And even though we're splitting them and we're trying to be as fair as possible, sometimes it just gets downright ugly. Um, and when he says ugly, he means Freddie gets mad. I get yeah. Brandon doesn't show that he gets mad, but he gets aggravated. And I know how to aggravate him too. So he gets he knows how to get me too. He'll just call me, man, guess what? I just went on this pick and there was only like ten records. They were all Aussies, but you know, I don't still don't think it's worth splitting. He knows how to aggravate me when he does stuff like that. <laughs> Messing with me about that kind of stuff. But we, we do argue like like cats and dogs on well, not all the time. Most of the time, we're pretty good about it. But there are some picks that we've we've gone tooth and nail on, uh, not wanting to split certain things. Let's let's talk about the best one. You know the best one, right? Um, there's been quite a few of them. <laughs> the best one to me, in my mind, is when we're splitting records, and it's my pick, and I have like this the second or third pick, and I pull a little. Uh, no, no. Oh, it was <laughs> it was the it was the uh, Santana, right? Oh, that was that was the okay. Same pick. I'm sorry. It was a, two, sorry. It was a twofer. It was a twofer. So we go on this pick. <laughs> and it's like the second or third one, and I go to get Lenny, and he's like, "Oh man, I wanted that record." I was like, I looked at him. I go, "You wanted it to keep, or you wanted it to put in the auction?" He's like, "Oh, I want to keep it." Oh, okay, I'll, I won't pick it then. You can you can keep it. So we move on, and uh, lo and behold, we do an auction the next day. All right, I have a Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> <laughs> Look over, I'm like, are you freaking I don't think I put I don't think I put that one up, did I? 
you did you did that's how but that's that but you got that album because i remember you ended up feeling bad and you gave it back to me because yeah i don't think i actually put it up i was going to put it up but and then you're like why you thought you know but what happened was that album (laughs) did not have uh american uh american woman on it right it was the other album now i wanted i thought it had american woman when i found out it didn't that sucker was going up and then then I got called out on it, and I was like, "Well, I had to, I had to explain it to him, but he, you know, he's going to jab at me all the time about it because it was uh, pretty funny, actually." So and the the same thing <laughs> we're looking through, you know, we're looking through a bunch of records. And <laughs> I'm going through it. I see some Santana, and you know, we kind of talked back and forth while we're looking, you know, because this guy had thousands, and he said two dollars a piece, and we kind of had a. Um, a limit that we were going to spend because I mean, I mean, we could have literally spent thousands upon thousands of dollars, and we just don't have that. We're not, you know, rich by any means. I mean, I'm a school teacher, and you know, Freddie's not a lawyer. Or he's he's a I, you know, machine eating kind of fool as you guys can hear. But um, <laughs> I'm going through it. I go, you guys, Freddie, how about Santana? He's like, nah, I don't want any. So I'm flipping. Here comes Supernatural. I'm like, oh, awesome. Supernatural. I'm going to pull that one out. I'll, I'll keep that one. Well, later on, we're going through. Here we are picking again, going back and forth. You know, we kind of go back and forth. And a lot of times when people say they don't want something, we just don't pick it till later. Freddie's like, oh, look, Santana Supernatural. <laughs> he takes it, looks it up. It's like a two hundred dollar album. I'm like, oh, now you want it? <laughs> okay, so let's let's get this story clear. You <laughs> wait, wait hang story. on, hang on. <laughs> now I'll just explain this to you guys. Brandon had the first pick, so he conveniently left an OG copy in the car of Metallica. Conveniently, so I had next pick. So which means I get two picks, right? So the second, the second and third pick, I, I mean, the, the second and third pick I get, we, Santana's still sitting on the table. He picks another set of records, and then I pick Santana next. What I didn't know, though, is when we go through Santana's, usually it's the other stuff with, you know, uh, Evil Ways, and it's the more common stuff. Supernatural, we never see. And Brandon can tell you, we never see Supernatural unless it's a repress, and I've only seen the repress once. And we found this one. And it was a, I think it was a UK press, Brandon, or I can't remember. I believe it was a UK right. press. Right. You never come across it. So I'm just thinking to myself when he's saying that, nah, nah, we got, I got a lot of Santana. No way did I think it was supernatural. So that's a perfect example of, hey, you might want to look before you say yes or no on certain albums. Yeah. And you always bring it up that I left Metallica in the car. But if I had first pick anyway, it'd have been, it didn't yeah. matter. Got left in the car because it was still going to be right. my pick. So it's so. it's so it is somewhat your fault as well for not getting Santana. And I didn't know the price value of Santana until after. Uh, we didn't neither one of us knew the price of Santana. We had no idea. We just thought it was Santana. Okay, no big deal. Then it ends up being you know it's one of those '90s albums. It's just kind of kind of one of those rare ones that you see on on Discogs. That's it's uh it's pricey. It's a pricey record. It was a pricey record for sure, but I mean it happens like that sometimes. Sometimes you find a diamond in the rough. You know, you're going on a on a pick, and 
you know, you're paying five or 10 or $15 for a record and you think it might be something just because it looks cool. And then you, you know, come to find out here it is a $50 record and you're just getting lucky. I mean, yeah, Hawkwind for instance, Hawkwind was a perfect example of, I didn't know who it was. Brandon didn't know who it was. The album looked cool on the cover and it just happened to be a good, a good album. And then you find out freaking Lemmy from uh, Motorhead's in there. And you're like, what? And of course, you get the good copy of it and I get the scratched up one. That's how it works. That was just pure, pure. It was very much pure luck. Pure luck. But, but I mean, but I, right. And not to sound, not to sound (laughs) weird about it, but if it has to happen to somebody, you know, I want my boy to get the record instead of some other, some other guy trying to. I'd rather have my friend get it than, me, than somebody else, you know. Aww. I'm just serious. I mean, that's the way I feel about it. Hey, Aww. I got my dogs back, guys. I got my dogs back. I ain't trying to – we're trying to look out for each other. <laughs> yeah, you get more mad about stuff than I do I sometimes. do. You get all cooked up over overcooked. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll overcook my grits, sir. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if somebody tries to cook you, you're uh... – you're not we're we're making innuendos about it, but you know, there's some scumbags in the vinyl world. We know that. Yeah, there is, unfortunately. Not everybody's honest. You guys gotta be careful. There is uh not everybody is good. <laughs> not everybody is good for <laughs> sure. But that's how it is sometimes, man. You know, and a lot of times, you know, these picks that we go on are people, you know, trying to you know, screw you over for lack of a better word, uh, too, or put yourself in a dangerous situation. And yeah. And then I think the, the big thing is the payoff is, you know, we get people on these vinyl auctions. And I'm like, I said, they, they really want this record. And then when they message us after they've got the record, bro, we're, I'm so stoked. I've been looking for this record for so many months or so many years and I'm finally getting it. You know, that is, that is the, big payoff to us is to get something that you really wanted. It's important to you. It's got some kind of sentimental value, obviously. And that means the world to, to me, I know. And I know it means the world to Brandon, like stuff like that. You just, you can't beat it with a stick. Well, and the story that I will say goes along with that is, you know, Keith Whitley was a big thing on our auctions for a while. And I come across the Keith Whitley promo, but, I come across a Keith Whitley promo in which there was a, a letter, a letter in it. And I didn't put it up for auction, you know, because Steve Ashley and Bonnie Gibbs had bought almost all of them from me. I mean, I, I, I want to say they probably bought every Keith. I think Whitley they bought mine too. Yeah. And, and that's not to say that other people didn't deserve it or other people didn't want it. But when you come across something like that, that you're probably only ever going to come across one of, you know, I messaged both of them and I'm like, look guys, I'm not going to put it up for auction. I'm going to say to you guys, you guys figure out who wants it. And I sold it cheaper than most of every, every Keith Whitley that I've ever sold. And I don't remember what I sold it for, but it was cheaper than a good portion of the Keith Whitley's that have went out there. But to me, you know, one of them getting it meant more than, you know, someone else buying it for the first time and getting it that may not want it as much as them, you know, and and there's other situations 
like that. If I ever came across, you know, Pam Moore is somebody who I've been trying to repay for a kindness that she did to me for a little bit of time now. Like if I ever came across another um, Jack Johnson sleep with the static, you know, I would love to repay her back with that. But I mean, as you know, and I know that's not one that you're going to walk in the store Mm-mm. and see, you know, anytime soon. But, you know, there's, there's just stories like that where you'd rather somebody get it. That's going to have, that sentimental value. right and you, and you, I, you know this that uh john burr knows i like genesis i like genesis i like phil collins genesis i like peter gabriel Genesis. and he had this um trick of the tail and it's signed by peter gabriel and he just sent it to me he just sent it to me dude i mean who does that who does that? and he did it he did it because he knew it was important to me and i didn't ask for it he just mentioned it. He said, I'm going to send this to you. I mean, I, I don't know, dude. This is kind of like like the music connects people more than you think, and it's it's really important to me um, the way I, I know I've gained maybe 20, 30 friends, uh, you know, vinyl friends, and some of, and oh, some of them are going to be permanent friends um, from it. And uh, it's just music does that to you. And don't let John Byrne fool you. He's got a big freaking heart. Oh, big, 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 a big heart. teddy bear. Don't let that. He's a he's a big he gummy is. bear is what I call him. Yeah, and there's there's other instances of of sellers. I mean, John. I don't know if he wants. I won't tell it. But John just we'll just put it this way. John just gave another really big album to you know just a person that's on his show all the time and has bought a lot of records from him and John bought a really expensive record for and just because just because the guy's a good guy and you know that's that's what it's all about and, and we've done stuff like that too where you know we've sent people records or you know there's there's three or four people that i can think of that you know i, I don't even know if i've told you some of them you know and we don't you know advertise it and i know a lot of the other people do it i know i know rebel probably does it from time to time and i know dinga probably doesn't and you know, and burn and people from other pages. I mean, Armando, what he's doing is phenomenal, you know, but there's something about it sometimes, man, just, you know, kind of, you know, this vinyl gives a lot to us. So it's, it's fun to give back from time to time. Right. And, and, you know, Dinga, you know, he knows how important soccer is to us in our community and the, the field soccer program. He just sponsored somebody for our church. He just, you know, Hey, PayPal, PayPal, PayPal me, and then send it over to the Glen Baptist church and boom. Someone's going to get to play soccer for free that normally doesn't get to play for free. And that's a connection, not through soccer, not through a phone call, but that's a connection through vinyl records. That's how crazy that is. And it happens. It happens all the time. Um, Armando's thing, I'll, I'll mention it again. I mean, he's bought like three turntables for different children's hospitals and a bunch of records for different children's hospitals. And that's awesome. And it's not just him. I mean, it, it, it was his idea. Hey, hey Brandon, but, are you smiling? Yes. Smiling, dude. <laughs> uh, Armando, Texas, me and Brandon at. Hey, are you smiling? That's what his first text, every, every time he talks to me, that's his first line on his text. It's, it's, it's something I've never experienced before, and it's funny every time I see it. Now, and, it, and you know what? It makes it smile. It makes me smile every time. It's, it's funny. But he, he's doing a good thing with that, and, and not only is it him, but there's a whole community of people sending him records, you know, and, and people buying records and saying, you know what, run it again and having money to do- donate because 
that has solid, so solid, solid, solid dude. The, the vinyl community as a whole, you know, I I would say that as a whole, I've met more good people through this than I have bad people. You know, the bad people I can count on one hand. The good people, I can't count. I would, yeah, it's it's a ninety eight percentile for me, ninety nine, close to probably less, Absolutely. probably less than one percent, honestly, like the COVID, less than one percent. Absolutely, and it makes you think, you know, like if you step back and you use this community as a view of the world, it makes you think that, you know, there's still lots of good people out there. Contrary to what you see a lot of times in the news, it makes you believe that, you know, there are still people with good hearts. You know, we're not perfect. We're all bad people when it comes down to it in God's eyes, but, you know, not to get religious, but, we still have good intentions and good hearts a lot of times. Absolutely. Well, I mean, we're running at 55 minutes now, B. What you think? Oh, yeah. I think we probably are too long. <laughs> well. I think everybody stopped listening <laughs> 15 minutes ago. Cr- crickets. <laughs> um, so you guys will be back on for our auction, not this Saturday, the following Saturday. I don't know the date, Brandon, because I, I can't look at the dates right now. Um, we'll be on on a Saturday. Yeah, not this Saturday, the following Saturday. And who knows what day you're listening to this on? I mean, it could be three weeks from yep. now. Check us out on Vinyl Live TV at 7 p.m. on Saturdays. Uh, this Saturday will be uh, it'll be Dinga and Bob Metz, but we'll be on the following Saturday. I'll be back from my exploration of the Keys in Miami and for some records. Hopefully, I come across some good stuff for Brandon and I to bring to you guys. And then check out our Facebook page, uh, Bearded Vinyl. And uh, we have some shirts possibly in the works i think and uh check out the design it's a pretty cool design and uh yeah by christopher Christ- hubble we'll, we'll give christopher hubble some props he did a fantastic job on his mad he, he has mad designing games absolutely i gave his um credentials to someone today in the school system who's looking to get a shirt design i'm like guys you're not gonna find a better person than this guy to do it. <laughs> i will tell you it is a little weird i told brandon that's like uh I don't know how I feel about wearing a shirt with my own face on it. I think <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I feel about wearing a shirt with your face on it. Yeah, that's that's probably could be said for a lot of people. But it's a good <laughs> shirt, man. It is a really it's something uh, you know, I just you never thought the people that come up with stuff is is amazing. It it's fantastic. Well, like you said, you know, check out all of our sellers on Vinyl Live TV. They're all great. They're going to bring you great stuff. And then check out Freddie and I. Check out our page. And and I, I think that's it, Freddie. All right. right. Yep, it is. Well, with, with that said, you know, we hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Um, for Freddie, I'm Brandon. And we'll see you next time. See y'all guys later.